your week? How's life treating you? Um, pretty good. Can't complain. Word. Yeah. Um, how was you guys weekend? I mean, it was okay. It was good for the most part. Um, I mean, despite dealing with shoplifters at work, that's what I got to deal with. I, that's what happens when you work retail, you know, shoplifters and kicking them out and stealing deodorants and stuff. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Angela was talking about how she had a, a, a girl's night, a girl's day out. I'm sorry, how would you say that? Uh, just like a girl's day. I have two daughters. They're teenagers, and they've been uh, kind of harassing me to get, you know, their hair kind of done for the summer. So I had some fun oh, with that. So, cute. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm looking actually to go visit my high school best friend tomorrow. So, Andy, you know what? I'm going on another little day trip. So, you know Oh, what? my God. Where's your I was just, best friend? Um, Where's your best friend? You said you're going to go on a day trip? Yeah, she's in Columbus. So she's like only about like two and a half hours out. So not bad at all. Oh, that's a nice little drive. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I love driving. I think in my previous life, I must have been like a truck driver or something. Because oh, I just love oh, it. Oh, God. See, I'm more of a bike rider. I'll ride a bike to Jersey City from where I'm at. I don't mind. If it's nice out, I love to bike ride. Or go on a scooter and just start driving around. But like to drive an actual car, I'm scared to drive a car. The way these, especially like in the tri-state, People drive like maniacs. I don't know if it's like that in Ohio or where you guys are from. You tell me. No. Yeah, uh, Jersey drivers are very angry and impatient, so it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. My well, theory, but, my theory is, Andy. I'm sorry, because um, uh, just recently, since you know February, I've been basically doing all these little like trips. I've been to Jersey. I've been to Pennsylvania. I've been, you know all over i've been to chicago for a couple like work trips and stuff like that but like that's kind of like what i've been doing this year but um when it comes to jersey i think you guys um never learned how to turn left and that's like really oh that's that's the whole issue and that's why you guys you pick a lane you don't move because you you never mm -hmm. had to learn how to figure mm -hmm. out to turn left I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally making that up. I don't need any hate. Man. No, no, I'm from, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I realized anything tri-state, whether it's like New York, Jersey, or even Connecticut, I noticed. I've been to Pennsylvania and it's just like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Um, I've been to Chicago and it's, it's a less condensed version of New York, but it's not as crazy in that regard, at least the times I've been to Chicago, but, uh, yeah, um, I don't know if anyone could tell what's left and what's right is the problem as far as the tri-state area, especially New York, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, New York man. is a crazy driver sometimes. I don't drive word. New York. I, I can't dare. I only, I only go to New York to see my mom, but other than that, it's like okay, yeah, this is crazy. I, I've been trying to convince her to move. She will not move with me no matter how hard I try. I have a spare room. She just refuses. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not going to get into this argument with her. But anyway, enough about me, enough about Angela. Um, That's right. We're here to talk about you. We're yes, not here to talk about us. Let's talk about what you're doing right now as we speak, because I know you have a separate page about that. So tell us about what you do, why you do it, and what it's all about. Go. I'm, yeah, this is pretty spectacular. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Oh, uh, I learned how to crochet when I was pregnant because I wanted to make my baby things, and um, now I just 
kept it up as a hobby. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's so not what's just the... a hobby because um, I, I've, I know how to knit, but crocheting to me is very difficult for some reason, even though it's a single needle. I, to me, I don't get it, but you, you're not just crocheting. You've crocheted some pretty spectacular things. Like th this is not just like this beginner, like I can do a scarf and I've done like a hat before, but you, you make some like pretty incredible things like dolls and stuff like that. Do you have like it, what like what are like your kind of your skill level's kind of up there? Um, I don't know. Too I mean, modest. I think it's like, I th no, I think it's like uh, pretty easy when you uh, read the pattern. Like you just follow the instructions and it just works out like how it's supposed to come out. So uh, I don't really think like it's a skill. I think like if you just follow the instructions, it just comes out that way. So, right, but when you yeah. say instruction, you mean what? There's like a there's a manual for this, and you just follow it. Like it's, I, I'm curious because I don't know nothing about crochet. I know my sister does that. I mean, it's been a while, but she she was such a fanatic of crochet, especially when, um, when my niece was a little bit younger, she used to make these dresses and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just curious because I know nothing about this crocheting thing. Um, yeah, it's like an instruction an instruction manual. Like, uh, you know, your basic stitches and then the manual says, you know, do these X amount of stitches and X amount of rows. And it just, you start getting it. Like once you start doing it, then you don't really need the manual anymore because you just start getting it. It's kind of, so right. No, but a lot of the stuff that you make though, is are, are everything you do like instruction manual wise or is, are, are some of the stuff that you're like, Hey, I want to make that. And it just comes up with you on the fly. Like kind of like poetry. Does it work the same way for you? Um, when I first started, I would just like follow the patterns, uh, by the book because I didn't know what I was doing. But as I started, um, I would start out looking at a pattern, but once I understood structurally how it was done and, I just kind of did my own thing because I just knew how to do it. So I didn't really need to follow the pattern. So I like, I'll probably start with the pattern just to see how to structurally do it. But then, you know, just do my own thing because I know how to structure it. Like this. Makes sense. Makes sense. And if you're just joining us, I'm just reading the comments real quick. Um, so the pretty provocative poet wants to know what are you crocheting? And the clinical underscore insomniac says, I love crocheting. Um, right now, um, crocheting a, a cardigan. I guess it started off as like a hoodie, and now it's a cardigan, so it's going to stay that way. But um, yeah, I go camping uh, a lot, so I needed a nice thick sweater for camping. So I just wow. decided to wow. do the hoodie to kind of practice. That's awesome. How long would that take Yo. to do a hoodie? How long does that take to, to do a complete? A hoodie from start to finish honestly i'm not too sure because mm -hmm. i do it like sporadically you know like here and there when i have extra mm -hmm. time i don't really work on it uh straight through so this is taking me quite some time but i imagine if you had time it would probably take like a day or two if you just you know did it just straight through but yeah it takes me a while i don't do it like every day or anything um, clinical insomniac is asking, what kind of yarn are you using? She's helping us with the oh. question, so thank I you. Love it. <laughs> Welcome to craft chat. Oh, um, you just gave us an idea, but go ahead. Oh no. 
um, using Karen anniversary cakes. And uh, what happened was these were like on sale at like discount and I didn't know they were being discontinued. So like I didn't buy enough of one of them at all to make this. So just kind of like just a combination of what I had. So that's why it's like so many different colors and stuff. But yeah. Mm. All right. So what would you say, because, you know, Angela was talking about knitting, just about crocheting. Like, I know anything yarn related, I know there's different types of art when it comes to that. But when it comes to knitting and crocheting, what is the actual, is there like, if, what is the major difference between the two, if any? Two uh, needles versus one needle. Yeah. That's how I know it. Knitting is you have the, you're thinking of the grandma in the rocking chair with the two needles and the oh. It's like a little hook needle and it's kind of like you you kind of hook it through like hook and ladder is kind of like the, the terminology Wait, so what's the what's the one that comes in like because i see people have like a plastic thing with a bunch of and then they'll just start mm -hmm. you it's know kind of like a loom kind of a thing but okay it's not exactly like but it's, it's not a but is that considered knitting or is that considered crocheting though that's yeah that's what Titiana comes in. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I don't know uh, what you was referring to. I was confused. No, so there's like this plastic thing. It looks like that. It has a bunch of holes, and it's like it's like usually a square or something. And people make designs out of it. Like I see people oh. do like the Puerto Rican flag or like a whatever that is. Yeah, I think it's, it's a loom. No, that's what I'm saying. Is that what that? Okay, that, I wasn't it's sure. That's why. Loom. I think that's knitting. But yep. to answer. Uh, Cynical. Oh yeah, she said it's a loop. Yeah. yeah. The skis are like, like super expensive. So I just buy them when they're on clearance because I don't have time to be uh shopping for really expensive stuff. It's just a hobby. Um, but um do you make money? Like I mean not make money, but do you because on your page I, I noticed you have a separate page that talks about the the crocheting, but you're just this is is it the same way like oh this is my poetry page, this is my crocheting page like is that all that is though as far as your your other page that you do yeah um at first like the other page was my personal page and then the our page was just like all of my hobbies in one but um since i'm doing poetry more i decided to separate the two so it could be more organized you know Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what it's too. Because um, this platform page used to be my. Uh, well, it's funny because this was a platform, then it became my poetry page, and then it was no, it was a poetry page, a platform that was back to a poetry page, and I it became a platform page again, and I just made a separate one. But I, I know what you mean as far as like keeping them separate and stuff like that. So now that we're talking about the poetry aspect, um, talk to us about your poetry. Like, when did it start exactly, and and ha and in what ways have it has it changed for you as far as in in your writing process? Um, I think poetry has probably started for me like in elementary school sometime. Um, but I've always like enjoyed reading like Dr. Seuss books and you know like rhymes and stuff like that. So I've always kind of like. I guess enjoyed it before I started writing it and then um, I think I started writing in class and then uh, I enjoyed it so I just didn't stop I mean I would 
I didn't write consistently all this time. I would take a break, come back, take a break, come back. And then it just was like a, a like a therapy kind of thing, you know, like something to, like a, I don't know, like a way to express myself without, like a healthy way to express myself. Mm. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Because I think that's how it is for me, too, when I write. Because when I was writing, I just thought because my dad used to write a lot. And my brother used to write raps. And I'm just like, okay, I want to write just because. But I didn't think it was going to take me anywhere. And, again, now I look back, I'm like, oh, wow, this really... I feel like poetry accesses parts of your brain that we probably didn't know even was there. And then when we look back, it's like, hmm. Like, I didn't know I even wrote this way. Or I didn't know I could even think a certain way for me to write it like that, if that makes sense. Um, why don't you give us a example of how you write? Like, just sh show us. <laughs> what do you mean, like, um, oh. you know, like when I first started writing, I was always like obsessed with uh, like rhyming, but I feel like, I don't know, within the past, maybe like three years, it's been a little bit different. Like I still rhyme a little bit in my poems, but it's not completely focused on the rhyme mm. like it used to be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. I, I'm not good at rhyming. Like maybe it'll happen by accident, but I'm not like a rhymer, if that makes sense. Um, like maybe I'll have a sentence, that, oh, that went with that sentence. But like you said, I'm not really focused on the rhyme. I just want to get the thought, thoughts out. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Andy. Come on, Andy. Because <laughs> we have a lot of influence to unravel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I'm kind of free form as well, kind of like that unconscious or subconscious free form, free flow poetry that you know, like you said, when it comes through that therapeutic point, you kind of just go from a starting point and it just unravels kind of the idea, like you said, where you kind of just see where it unfolds, seeing what, you know, because sometimes it's layered and you don't even know what's there until you start writing. And then all of a sudden it kind of, kind of appears out of nowhere. Is that kind of your experience? Have you ever felt like that as you're writing? Um, yeah, my my problem with um, writing freely instead of like rhyming was like, I felt like um, my poems were unorganized. Like when I started them, they were just random thoughts. They were unorganized and it wasn't something that like flowed automatically. It was just like things that were coming in pieces and I had to organize it. Mm -hmm. Whereas though, when I was, yeah, when I was writing. Rhyming, it was kind of easy because, you know, like once you're stuck in a rhyme pattern, mm -hmm. you know, your brain just kind of finds the pattern in the words. So absolutely. It's not yeah. that hard. It is. It's kind of like I'm glad uh, I'm kind of interesting that you mentioned that. Absolutely. Because when you are following kind of like a villanelle style rhyme scheme, you get to use that um, rhyme zone and power thesaurus to kind of blend the two together. So you have the feeling and you get to use the rhyme scheme to kind of blend its way. Like you said, it's a little easier as, as you're unfolding, you're like, oh my God, does this sound clunky or does this sound like genius, you know? Because yeah. sometimes that unwind is like a beautiful tornado and you're rolling down a hill. Andy, have you ever rolled down a hill as a child? 
Um, no, I see. I live in. I used to live in public housing, so <laughs> there was no hills where I used to live. I live. Remember, I live in. I used to live in Brooklyn, New York, so there was no hills. Okay. I mean, other than like if you go to Harlem, but not. I know what you meant by a hill, but no, there was none of that kind of well, stuff. There was no well, mountain or anything like well, my that. But Mara had like just a little one, just a little one. But again, it's like a child. Yeah. You roll down the hill, it's chaotic, but it it feels kind of yeah. good. It's you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, if you mean metaphorically, then yeah, I think we've all, especially in my poetry, I've rolled down hills metaphorically to a point where I'll look at, like, I can show you every paper, every napkin that I have to this day that I wrote and thought. Like you said, I was the same way, very disorganized. I just wrote things just to write them down, and then eventually it made itself into a you know, it made itself onto a piece later on in life, like maybe 10 years like later or something. Like, that's just how it happened for me. But yeah, I guess if you mean that regarding, yeah, I think that's what rolling down a hill is for me. <laughs> um, Tiana, do you think um, transitioning to more of a freestyle has been more of like an evolution as almost like you're uh, becoming more um, layered or more intricate with your with your thoughts um yeah i think like with becoming more um freestyle in writing mm -hmm. like i'm influenced a lot also by like um spoken words you know like since i found the poetry platform on instagram and i've been you know like expanding on my knowledge of poets in the community and with everybody's different writing style, I feel like, you know, like sometimes I'm influenced writing by how it would sound rather than, you know, like mm -hmm. how it would read on the paper. So absolutely. Um, you know what, this would be a really good opportunity for us to kind of get a sample of like your style right now. Do you do you have something ready to share with us or? Yeah, um, I think this would be a great opportunity before we go into more of your inspiration as you're exploring through. Um, yeah, I do. Give me one second. No worries. Andy, um, I'm looking forward to after we hear a piece from our uh, guest here, you know, like as Tiana said, she's been exploring all the different types of poetry communities, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your what you've experienced through that. So, but uh, do you have, are you all set? Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, I think I did this one before on you guys' platform, but um, I like right. it. So. I love it. I love when we play the greatest hits. That's why, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's called, I Wonder If God Is Lonely. Here we go. Alone again, as I always am. As God was before he created the earth. Maybe he made up a whole world in his head to occupy the loneliness, as I often do. And maybe that, that didn't work. So he kept going until there was a universe, a multiverse. Maybe original sin didn't begin with the mistrust of a woman. Perhaps it began with loneliness. Loneliness so vast it drove a sentient being mad. So mad that it was only a matter of time before its boiling point. A big bang. They say God created us in his image. That is only half, half true. The scripture reads we were created in his likeness. Are we all 
just walking diary pages of different emotional stages. Some of us are complete, physically beautiful, capable and able like most days. Some of us are lost, incomplete and unstable in dismay. Some of us are crumpled up pieces of paper that just don't make it. Is this what they mean? Is this the likeness of the most high being? Are we all just afterthoughts? searching for our purpose because we are a product of loneliness, alone in a world full of people, alone in a universe of unfrequented dwellings, abandoned by the creator. I wonder where Yahweh is now. I wonder if he even cares. Does he still love us? Or has he been working on this project for so long, the more he stares at it, the more he hates it. So he abandoned it before he destroyed it again for the millionth time, as we creatives do, suffering from self-doubt, imposter syndrome. The prophets claim he will return. I wonder if he'll love us again. If he spent enough time away, he'll see the beauty in the things he made. Ultimately, I wonder if we will be saved. Are we the masterpiece of his time or a rough for something better. Wow. Wow. Because I wrote down some stuff, too. Uh, Andy, yeah, go wow. ahead. I know you had some um, reactions to this. Absolutely. Andy, what do you got? Man, it's very thought-provoking. Um, wow. Uh, you know what it is, too? Because I know this is stuff that atheist thinks about but i love the fact that you know like like um there are christians that think like this too there are people who believe in god who believe in jesus that think this way too but it's not talked about enough in that circle of christianity if that makes sense and um there was a lot of things that um came to mind where you said the whole rough draft thing like that that is crazy because i thought about i believe it was noah's ark in the bible where he was trying to get all the animals onto the ship or the boat and then whatever he destroyed he destroyed but he said that the rainbow represents okay like this is a new beginning this is all new whatever and it's interesting because um i i wonder like was that the first rough draft it didn't work out so now the noah's time this is the other draft but then when jesus came around is this the another draft and then now are we another rough draft and it's just interesting because everybody keeps talking about the end times this and this that and the the mark of the beast and all this stuff and it just makes you wonder sometimes like even me being a born again myself um this is stuff i wonder about right because i feel like especially in today's circle and i don't mean today as in like today i mean today as in like the last 10 15 years of people believing and i'm pretty sure this has always been a thing but i feel like it's gotten worse and worse where it came to like when it comes to the things of god there's more compromise than it's ever been in years before um like the part compromise? yeah because people don't really like not all the time but um like like when i mean compromise like they're willing to like how do I explain it like they're they're willing to like like you know you shouldn't do this but you're willing to do it just to please other people or something because you don't want people to think of you a certain way like that's just an example or 
you'll take the word of God and they'll misquote it to fit their agenda kind of thing. But it's just a lot of that. And one thing that caught my eye when you said the draft and then the part says, crumble up pieces of paper that don't make it. And it just makes you wonder, like that, that line really stuck to me because I'm like, are those people who don't, they, they, they say they're walking in God's power, but not really. Are those the crumbled paper that don't make it? Or what about the people that we think are following God? Like, let's say, for example, am I the crumbled people that don't make it? Because maybe this whole time I feel like I'm thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I realize that's not the case. Like, there's so many directions you could take that. And I think that's what really, really struck a nerve in me. And then the part where he said, would he love us again? Will we be saved? And then those two lines really struck me. And it makes, that's, I feel like it's thought provoking to the point where this is something we got to think about, you know, because I think people think, oh yeah, God's going to forgive us and that's it. But is it really that, like, is it really like this? And I think that's realistic to think about. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's how you were taking it, but that's just the way it spoke to me, that that part of your piece. And I think um, we're so focused on the, maybe, and the part where he says mistrust of women, I think we're so focused on the blaming, oh, where did this come from? But then I think what all comes down to is we should be accountable for ourselves first, I guess, if that makes sense, to a point where, okay, what could I have done to prevent that rather than saying, oh, well, it's her fault or it's his fault. I don't know. Like, but this is just different things that came to mind with that piece. And like, it, it, I don't know, man. It's so, I, I love that. That's why when yeah. we spoke privately, like, that's why I was like, please read that. Because when you first read it, it was just like, wow. And I'm happy Andy, to read that piece again. Wow. I couldn't agree more that, that it absolutely was a think piece. Uh, Tiana, did you want to respond to what Andy said first before I throw yeah. things in there? Go ahead. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you like, heard my poem and then now you're like real deep into thought about it like yeah no i'm really yeah a lot of times people we just write poems and then just oh share them with people not really thinking but then like here you are like like really scrutinizing and it's like oh okay cool. oh my god no thank you well, thank you no i'm like yeah. that when i read whether it's the bible or whether it's a story or whatever i like to dissect things like crazy that's why teachers in school used to be like okay can we get to the point no but you don't understand i feel like there's always another perspective that is not talked about here like i'll give you a quick example before you continue i'm sorry i just really had to get this out um there's a story in the bible where um paul and silas got like arrested and stuff like that and it talks about oh at midnight they started praising but what i think about is what about the they don't they don't talk about the time they got arrested all the way to the time of midnight. What happened between those times? The Bible does not even talk about that. And I, but I think about that. Okay, but what were they going through? What conversation were they having? What strategy did they come up with that made them say, okay, fine, let's let's praise God at midnight. Like I think about the between part that the Bibles don't touch. I don't know. I'm just like I'm just very like that with anything. That's good. I think that's great, Andy. I think that's incredible that you do think like that. Um, Andy, a few things like I also connected to Tiana with the, with your whole piece, you know, a lot of times when it comes to not necessarily atheism uh, or people who are atheists and also like Andy, like you said, people who are devout Christians or devout, you know, whatever their religion. Um, 
you know, if there, if there is a God, why would they allow these kinds of tragedies? You know, like, so that's always like, that question came to mind as kind of like always, you know, in the back of our minds, you know, that came through for me. And then Andy, when you were describing your home connection too, with the whole starting over piece, as far as your interpretation of what the new Testament could be, as far as connecting it to, you know, our piece right here, as far as starting over, I kind of reminded me of the whole concept of, you know, when, you know, with reincarnation and certain religious beliefs, when you are reincarnated, you become more enlightened. So each draft becomes better and better and better. So like, I kind of like, thought, you know, that was kind of really cool that, you know, you kind of touched on that, which even connected it even more to kind of like a universal thing here. Um, so Tiana, what about your perspective? Like, can you give us some more insight to like what your thoughts are were when you created that piece? Because again, Andy, I'm glad you asked for this. It's it's a great piece for sure. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. Just real quick because I did get some questions here, and I just want to remind people um, because I know there are people requesting here, but I just want to make sure, guys, this is not an open mic tonight. This is just an interview conversation segment i mean if you guys have questions that's fine but the uh, open mics only on friday nights so i just want to make sure so that there's no confusion here um but yeah there's not an open mic tonight this is just a conversation with tiana um just having a conversation uh, if you guys have questions you could definitely jump in um Absolutely. so just wanted to and want yeah, to yeah, yeah. Andy, just to add too we do want to know what your thoughts are so please contribute yeah to that, like, you know, say, if you had a thoughts yeah conversation yeah, but I mean, yeah, if you, I, I guess if you guys want to jump in just to ask her questions or just to touch on something on what we're talking about, that's perfectly fine as well. Um, but there was a question on here by the pretty provocative poet, and it says, what do you write about most in your poetry was a question. Ooh. What do I write about most? Ah. Uh... I guess these days would be inner struggle and like, yeah, just searching for something and inner struggle. I think that's what I write about mostly today. Mm. But I mean, like, that's my problem with writing. I mean, I use it a lot just to vent about how I'm feeling a lot. Uh, sometimes or uh to express myself about you know just anything but also you know i want to be like well first you know like i want to be able to write two prompts not just like from my emotions like you know i want to have better control of my creativity i don't want to just be emotionally driven i want to you know so um yeah writing is a wow. struggle sometimes it's like a struggle between you know because if i feel like if i think about uh writing some about a certain subject i get stuck and i start trying to force a poem and then mm. i don't like it i hate it so i don't want to do it yeah my most my emotional poems so when i have to write to a prompt sometimes it's a struggle but um the more i do it the, the better i get at it yeah i thought you on that yeah um it's usually yeah see like i don't know okay because the way i write it's a little bit weird because it's whatever my mind comes up with i feel like if i don't write it down i'm gonna forget it 
but I feel like it's an inner struggle. And like, I know, I feel like I write a lot about reflection and inner struggles for sure. Like I'll, I'll write about stuff like, okay, this is what I feeling, but I know I shouldn't feel like this, but then I'll think I'll write about something that happened, but then I'll write another piece of a different perspective of that event that happened because I feel like, well, they could have been a different way kind of thing. So um, yeah, I, I guess reflection and inner struggle would be something. What about you, Angela? The struggle is absolutely real over here. So of course, I, uh, inner struggle is absolutely something that I love to, you know, kind of twist out of my body. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you is when you write about these things that, you know, that are commonplace, but yet they're so personal and raw and poetic, but yet again, they connect us because we all share similar, you know, struggles. Um, does it make you you feel like you're able to um, learn from it? Do you feel better? Is it a catharsis? Like, how do you feel afterwards? Or do you feel sometimes worse um, after writing an inner struggle piece? Oh, no, I have to get it out. I mean, like, once I write it, it's like, you know, I got it out, good or bad. Like, I just, I have to get it out, you know? But um, I joined, uh, I don't know if you know Cynical Insomniac. She has this Misfits group that I joined. Anyways, it's been helping me a lot with my writing because, you know, we have like weekly prompts and stuff like that. So I feel like I've been getting a lot better, you know, with like writing prompts and stuff. But also it's helped me more in my emotional writing too because I can, you know, control my creativity a little bit more. And it's not just pure emotions and pure just words. It's like actually sought out expressions like okay how do i want to organize this how do i want to express this what do i want to portray like what am i trying to say here you know like before it's just like ah oh, you know like all emotion then you know i have to go back and organize it later and i have to constantly work on it but yeah shout out that's wonderful i and i i tend to enjoy a prompt piece i kind of try it it sounds like we're very similar where we utilize a prompt piece that's a jumping off point of something that we want to kind of deal with. So like we kind of ride around the prompt, but the prompt helps us in almost a, a crafts, you know, a writer's guild kind of a way. Because like you said, in order to become a better writer, you have to write and you have to read and you have to study, which brings me back to this question that I meant to ask a little bit earlier. Um, you have been checking out some various poetry communities. What other things have you learned recently um, through that, other than some cool prompts and, and things like that? You mentioned spoken word artists. What are some other things that has brought you to this kind of elevation in your own um, performance and craft? Um, people's concepts in their poems, like, some people's concepts are just like ridiculously crazy. And then I'm just like, man, I want to be able to craft something like that, you know? Yeah. I'd say that's like yeah. the biggest. That's pretty, yeah. I, I don't think I could say anything better than that. Yeah, there has been some pretty spectacular concepts that have been out there in the community for sure. I am also blown away by people who ha are performers for sure. Those spoken uh, artists that at the drop of a dime can just perform at any given moment. Um, I think we want to hear something else from you pretty soon. But before we do that, Andy, did you have any other questions? As far no, as, like, I'm just, right um, 
No, 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 no. Um, I'm just listening. I'm just um trying to just really like I I love everything that you're saying. It's just so mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah, it's just like like I do. I'm the same way too with poets, especially not. It's not been. I've been in this community for two from since 2018, and every time I read a poem, a poem from a poet. It's just like, oh my God, like, it's so crazy. Like, oh my God, I wish I could write like that. And Cynical Insomniac says, can I request a constructional piece is what she's um, mm-hmm. asking. A construction piece, please. Um, I love when we have requests. I love it. When the- <laughs> oh my gosh, make your piece just fell. Hold on, everybody. You don't have to hold on yeah. to me, but. No, that's fine. Um, I just want to remind everyone that, um, again, this is not an open mic segment because uh, I have like three people on the queue and I'm just explaining to people, yeah, the, the open mic's on Friday. This is just an interview with Tiana Morales for the podcast. This is what this is. So, uh, sorry, guys. Um, but a- anyway, go go ahead. Um, this is Ode to the Woman in Construction. This goes to the women in construction who wake up at 5 a.m. or earlier to be to work at 7, who spend eight hours a day being undervalued and underestimated. I know you hate it because they don't think we can build these cities like we build these men. Craft them in our stomachs for nine months, demo our bodies to build them, and after we birth them, we continue to build them, their character, their hearts just for them to try to tear us apart. They think less of us because our hands are small and the task is tall, but it was us who taught them to walk and they only knew how to crawl. They say say this business is hard on the body, like loving the wrong man or any man for that matter isn't, Which which we as women do many times in our life. And we can do that for a lifetime, constantly under construction. From the man's destruction, I can't tell you how bad my heart ached after a heartbreak due to a man. And after the kids are fed and in bed, the man is full and satisfied. The woman stays in the shower for a good cry to wash the tenderness down the drain. So she is drained. The woman in construction still get up at five to be to work by seven for eight hours a day just to be undervalued and underestimated in the world we have created. I know you hate it. Wow. Absolutely, Andy. No, you you go because like I know you have a lot to say, Angela. Well, of course, you know, I love a power piece like that that just has that essence of strong femininity that just really says it how it truly is when you're able to just break barriers, but at the same time, there's just no appreciation for it except for yourself because you know how fucking hard it is and you know what you fucking did the whole entire time and nobody's going to give you credit but your goddamn self, so give yourself some goddamn credit. And so you got to love shit like that. Or it's 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 real though. Absolutely. That's what it is. Like, cause I think about, cause I have a four year old son myself. 
Um, I, I can honestly say this. Um, I'm, I'm a man. I'm never going to understand what women go through. I might have some kind of understanding because, you know, you could explain it to me, but unless I'm a woman myself, like biologically speaking, I'm never going to understand the whole scope of the circle. This is why I don't understand why some men and sometimes abuse women. Um, it, I don't know. It just, it just blows my mind that that's even a thing, but um, that's not really what I want to say. What I really want to say is, um, cause I think about my wife, she stays at home, you know, takes care of my son. And then when he goes to school, she does her thing or whatever. And it's just, um, it is like a construction because the child is depending on you to form them and shape them into the person that they're going to be as they get older. And sometimes it's like when you build a building, one wrong misstep could change the whole face of what the original plan of how you wanted the child to be. Um, again, this is so many directions I can take this. Um, it's, it's interesting too, because I feel like that's, I don't know, ever since I've become a father, I feel like I've understand my parents, but mostly my dad, I've understood my father a lot more now than I've ever understood in my entire life. And then when I see my wife, I understand my mom a whole lot more than ever because my mom put up through a lot of shit. We put her through shit that she had to hide from my dad because of the fear of how he was going to react. And it's like, I don't know, like, but I just love the fact that, um, I don't know. And but she holds so, up the I, whole world because of that sheet, because of everything, that, because anything could trigger a moment. Thank as you. As a woman, and you have to control everything, even if it's right. out of your control and it can drive you fucking mad. And, and people don't understand that. And also, as a parent, a lot of the times, and no offense to, you know, there are many incredible fathers, but uh, that's not what I'm saying. But at times we forget that the father watching their own child is not babysitting. You know what I mean? Sometimes we forget mm -hmm. that there's, a, there's kind of like a, 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 you know, a disconnect at times. And again, it, that's not, I'm not saying it's at all, but again, there, it's just the unspoken things that again, yeah. get mentioned because we don't take the time to acknowledge this. Uh, Tiana, we oh, thank you. you though. I mean, we're yeah. You 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 took the words out of my mouth. Thank you, Angela. It's I think this is what you're the yin to my yang when it comes to my conversation because th there was no way all that was coming out. So thank you for that. Wow. Because I feel like women laid the foundation for the house, and you know, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a you know it's a husband and wife thing too. But I feel like without the woman. I feel like sometimes men can't completely lay the foundation because there's the foundation. And then, I mean, for some people like myself, then you have Jesus as the center of it, meaning there's the center and everything, but then there's a foundation that has to be set. And then there's a thing that has to go into place. And I feel like a lot of men forget that, you know, women are the backbone, they're the neck, they're the part that, hey, when life weighs me down, you know, we need you to lift us up and vice versa when white life weighs you down i'm there to lift you up and vice versa but it's like like you said angela uh, a lot of people mostly men they they forget sometimes because yeah you could provide all the money in the world but are you providing relationship with your child 
Are you providing? And there's, and there's both, I, yeah. both parents work. And stuff, again, like that too. So it, it just happens. And again, we just forget those things that it's not on purpose. And, and again, this is not all, it's just in general. But Tiana, we want to get yeah. from you. Because yes, again, please. pieces are such power, conversational power think pieces. I mean, look at what we're going through here. We're like, gosh, we're like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny like that you guys, uh, like, see the metaphorical side of it and i wrote this when i was literally working in construction and i was just like frustrated about my whole job and you know everything but it's crazy i didn't even see the metaphorical side of it until you guys just brought it up wow. But that's the way it should be, though. It should be like that. Like, I don't think anything we do or anything we write should be one-sided. I think it should always be, because I feel like that's what sparks up the conversation, if that makes sense. I think that's what opens it up. That's what, that breaks the glass ceiling, because if everything's just one perspective or two, and not three, four, five perspectives, then I feel like you could only go so far, if that makes sense. Right? Wrong? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. You guys agree? <laughs> Yeah, but, um, but I want to um, talk about this, uh, your construction yeah, uh, yes. frustration. Can you, can you talk about that? What was that like? I mean, how long ago was that? Because that absolutely is, because again, I, I, I kind of, I, view, I don't view myself, I'm kind of an everybody's everybody. I can hang with dudes. I can hang with girls. I, I, I don't have an issue with like gender or anything like that as far as like being comfortable where some people are girl girls and some people are guy guys and some people are guy girls and all that stuff like that as far as, you know, who your friends are and who you feel comfortable with. But to take on a job like construction, which is a great job, what an incredible experience yeah. you must have yeah. had. What was that like? Can you talk about that? Um, yeah. So, um, before I started construction, I was in graphic design, then I got laid off from graphic design, and then I went back to school for um, welding because my cousin told me that um, his, the, the welders in his union made a lot of money, and when I looked up welding, it was interesting and seemed like I could do it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to school for this, and then I did, and then I got into the Ironworkers Union, and um, yeah, that's how I started construction work. When I, before I got in the union for ironworking, I didn't, I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was just like welding. So, but when I started working, I realized, oh, I'm a whole, I'm a whole last construction worker. Like I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff here, and not a lot of welding, but. Uh, uh, it was uh, re very re rewarding, you know, for me because in ironworking, you do different things all the time. And I'm like the kind of person that gets bored and I, I can't stay like in the same position for a long time. You know, I can't stay in the stagnant. I always have to be learning new things or, you know, just moving like, so that's why I, I like construction. Well, I'm glad I liked it. I mean, I got in it because I wanted to weld, but then I just started doing a whole other aspects of ironworking, which was also great. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that. But that's how I got wow. in it because I was like, well, ironworking makes a lot. I mean, uh, welding makes a lot of money, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I could do it. And I, I need to make a lot of money. So 
it was like something you didn't have to go to school for for a long time and it's kind of hard to be replaced by machines so mm -hmm. it was like Wow. Trades, kind of trades are definitely um, very important and, and wow. not to go down this avenue, but definitely in the education field, there's a lot of us uh, educators that wish that there was more opportunity for our students to go through more pathways like that right away. But there are a lot of uh, CTE programs out there, but I, I, you got to feel like a fucking badass, right? For, yeah. For doing that. I hope you do, because that's pretty fucking badass. That is it's pretty wow. cool. It's pretty um, cool. Yeah. The pretty provocative poet says, Can you write me a poem, please? Upside down smiley face. Oh, I am not that skilled. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, it was a pretty fun job. That was also uh, you know, like the fun aspect of it also. Like iron working is always high it's always on the bridge it's always mm -hmm. skyscrapers mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. always high so it's very like you got to stay focused you got to be concentrated and like that's the kind of job i need where i could just stay focused because i hate i can't lollygag or i'm gonna get in trouble so i need to like always be Structure. focused always be yeah it seems like yeah. that's how you got into poetry was through structure. And now that you were able to kind of get into your own voice, that's when you found your own voice. Um, and what, um, I think she's secretly a pyromaniac. That's what the provocative, um, pretty provocative poet says. He thinks you're secretly a pyromaniac. Is that true? Um, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I do enjoy welding so you and must starting campfires. Oh, starting campfires. There you go. Maybe then, maybe. What about candles? Do you light a lot of candles around your house? Sometimes. Uh-oh, okay. uh-oh. Well, I don't know. I, I mean. used to. I, know I used to, but now that I have a four-year-old, so I can't really have That's candles in the house because he doesn't touch and climb everything. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, they'll get all days of candling. Um, yeah, so you, you go ahead, Angela, because I'm like speechless right now. I'm still trying to process everything Absolutely. you guys are talking about because that is wild. You said welding and the construction. That is wild. It's pretty spectacular, too, because like you said, um, to be up very high. So you must not be afraid of heights at all. Is that Are you kind of a daredevil? Is, is, is that kind of, are you a thrill seeker as well? No. Um, I don't want to have like, like a grim uh, outlook on it. But it's just like, it's, there's really nothing to be afraid of. I mean, if you fall from this height, you're not gonna survive. So you don't have to worry, you know, like there's really nothing to worry about. You don't feel, so feel that it. pit in your stomach feeling? Oh my gosh, I get a pit in my stomach like feeling, like even throwing like laundry off my staircase, I can get like a pit in my stomach feeling. I don't know if it's like, you, have you guys, I know you had to have where you feel like you're about to fall asleep and you feel like you're falling through the bed. Oh, yeah. Like that, that's, it, it jolts you up. Oh, that, oh, I hate that. You, you, you're okay with that? Um, I don't really get that feeling when I'm iron working. Wow. I don't really feel like, right. yeah, I don't really feel like, oh, I'm high in the sky or I just feel like it's a regular sidewalk, you know, I don't really get that feeling of nervousness or anything like that. 
No, that's badass. That's um yes and no. So no, I'm not afraid of heights in that regard. But yes, meaning like if it's too too high, I, not that I get scared, but I get kind of nervous. Like oh shit, I gotta be careful because I've been in very high, like especially at work where um one time like a sign almost broke off. You know the stupid aisle signs, aisle one, aisle two, aisle three. Um, one time, one of those things actually almost fell off and I had to put the chain back on, but just looking down because it's really, really high ceilings and these retail stores, I'm like, oh crap, let me not look down in that regard. <laughs> yeah, but not, not in that thing, even though one day my bucket list, I don't know if I'm gonna do it now, but when I was, you know, single, I, I, I always wanted to go skydiving as a bucket list, but I think that's kind of off the table now because now that I'm a father, I don't want to die by accident. So, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to do that too, but again, I, I'm not, I like being up high. I like being in small spaces, but again, the feeling of falling, it's like the pressure of falling. Like the sense yeah. of falling is what I don't want. Um, I think I would feel like more uncomfortable on like a roller coaster ride or like a carnival ride that has a drop like that mm -hmm. than working being in the air. High. Yeah, I don't really get that up that feeling just being up high but falling like on roller coasters that's, i don't like that feeling that's pretty uncomfortable mm. yeah. Oh, yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah so angela anything else or you know what? why don't you read us another piece absolutely i think that's exactly what i my head was at yeah we need thought-provoking pieces i love this oh Again, man if you're just joining us, if you just came in a little bit not too long ago, if you're watching the replay, again, Tiana Morales, what you really bring to the table through your pieces are, again, serious, philosophical, conversational pieces, even though to you they feel like just personal, um, oh gosh, how, uh, how did we refer to it? Uh, reflective, it? Um, reflective and inner struggles. Inner struggles, yeah, inner struggles and kind of a therapeutic uh, mind. But again, it just connects us on so many alternate and, and complex levels that I'm so excited. Uh, what are we going to hear now? Um, I think this is actually a prompt from the Misfits called The Father of Time. Here it goes. The Father of Time lend the strand of his mind to each of his children. It is the currency, mining our lives for the essence of life, emotions, experiences, acquisition for his menagerie. Have you seen his collection of expressions? Time is the currency, a debt taken for granted, and that too will be collected by the father of time. No matter the price, we will always pay. Never will there come a moment time loses hold on the debt he's owed. We spend it chained in an imaginary prison, chasing money. A tender accepted only in our minds, not by the father of time, bending our lives for greenery. Not for trees or earthly scenery, but for the lustful taste of money. We're taught time. Time is money. Some spend it in luxury. Many spend it alone. Others spend it in happiness. Plenty spend it in sadness. Few spend it meaningfully. I spend mine in wonder. 
love, and family. I'm careful when I collect my memories. I want to make sure my room in his museum has meaning. Sometimes I look up in the sky so he can see eye to eye. I can almost see his face, his whiskers and wisdom, the wrinkles in time. His guidance is written in the stars. If we just look up, we got it all wrong. We're forced to believe time is money, but time is the current. Wow. Wow. That last line, Andy, really, I really love that last line. Andy, I wanted you, you. what did you have to say about this piece here? Well, my heart's thumping right now because <laughs> I'm really trying to process. So, oh my God. Again, there's so many directions to take this, man. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I got to process everything. I, I'm like on cloud nine right now. It's crazy. Well, take your time, Andy. I love this. I love your energy. Yeah. I know. And so Andy, it's... Andy's always wow. great. He always uh, is really cool. With yeah. An, an, yeah, whole For sure. Um, again, to me, it's, it's pretty spectacular what you were able to create with just a prompt. Uh, before I go into my thoughts specifically, like, Taking that thought, that prompt right there, um, Father Time, um, where did you go from there? Like, did you start with that line first, or did you have a feeling and it just matched that prompt? Um, that might have been the first line of the prompt. I mean, I think, I don't remember exactly which line the prompt was from, but I, it's like, in the beginning yeah i think it, it might be the the father of time lends a strand of his mind mm -hmm. i don't know i gotta look back but well i mean it's in there so somewhere where, so where did you did you have like the theme that it just was in the forefront of your mind and when you saw that prompt from them it was like boom this is where i gotta go with this you know it really helps a lot like when we're in the workshop and we read our pieces mm -hmm. and you hear the perspective from every everyone else you hear how they used it and then you're just like oh i want to go a completely different oh. way about it and then you think like you know which way you want to go and then you hear other people read their pieces and you know their perspectives are like so dope and so crazy that you're just like oh i want to incorporate this i want to incorporate that and then boom Oh, yeah, time is no friend of mine. Yeah, that was the prompt. Mm -hmm. The prompt was time is no friend of mine, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I love what you said, though. Exactly. Like, time is no friend of mine can take on an infinitesimal amount of perspectives depending on what the author or the poet or the creator wanted to go with that. And for you to, like, take it down that way. And again, like, that last line really just, ooh icing on the cake for me again it makes you almost want to hear it all over again just to get to that last line just like i don't know if you have a song like that sometimes the end of a song makes you want to listen to the same song all over again mm. andy have you got your thoughts collected now yeah so okay and now that she uh thank you for that correction says also now we know even more um somebody uh, um so there was a piece i wrote a uh, read a long time ago um uh, by brett and one thing he said in his piece is that time shows no kindness. 
And it's so true. Time is no friend of, and I think the reason why time is no friend of mine is because time is not kind, meaning tomorrow's not promised. So just like that, I can go to sleep right now and I could not wake up tomorrow. And time does not care if, if, right. if, if you didn't get a chance to do everything you wanted to do. Like, oh, well, it's like, it's like I feel like sometimes time can be like, oh, tough shit, you didn't get to do that? Oh, well, kind of thing, because that's why I feel like we should always value our time because if we take our time for granted, whatever we lose, that's it. We can't get that back, right? Um, there's a quote that says, life could be understood backwards, but you have to move, you have to live forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that and same it way. Goes, it kind of goes against what you said earlier, though. Uh, not to throw this kind of your counterpoint back at you, but when you said that you wanted to go skydiving, but you didn't want to die accidentally, but at the same time, you could just not wake up. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I would. I, for, no, no, but no, but it, it doesn't really go, it goes hand in hand, I think. I don't think oh, it goes against what I said. I think it goes know. hand in hand. It's like, it, it, how much do you really want to skydive is really the question. Because again, right. yeah, you got to play your cards right. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't double down on a, on a 12. You can you can double down on eleven when you're playing blackjack. You know what I mean. You got to play your cards right, but still, I just want to say. Yeah. Kind of no, I get what you mean. Yeah. No, I mean now I could care less. Like if I never go, I'm okay with that. But let's say, for example, I'd rather watch my son get older and graduate rather than go skydiving. Like I'll live without the skydiving. Like whatever it is, what it is. But I, I get what you're saying. Like I, I get you though. I get where you're getting at with that. Uh, I feel like that's when the time is wisely used, I guess, if that makes sense. Because what's more important, utilizing time to go skydiving or utilizing my time to maybe read a book that maybe could educate me about my life or maybe having a conversation with my wife because maybe that's more important because maybe I could learn something from that or just like you, like I said earlier, watch my son graduate and go to school or, you know, do whatever, which um, mm-hmm. my son did... Um, he got a certificate for um I just I I, I kind of have to kind of plug it in a little bit Go but um it. he there's three, there's like four different pre-Ks and stuff at my son's school but anyway he did pre-K 3 so this is um Yay. so he completed this year yeah cuz he has Yay. to be 5 years old to be actual um to be actual kindergarten he has to be 5 years old so he's in pre-K 3 that is pre-K or yeah. next year he'll be in kindergarten. But yeah, so he finished the school year with three K three. So I just, I just, I just had to. Yeah, and then he got me this too. Aww. He made me this. Cute. Yeah, I, I just had to show off a little bit. So. <laughs> but a, anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. So Wait, um, when I wrote are... like this poem, I was thinking about the Disney movie. So is it Pixar or Disney? Maybe Pixar. Oh. Souls, have you seen it? No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Same. Okay. But I- well, anyways, this it's like uh long story short, this guy he dies and then he sees his whole life because he becomes a spirit. So in the movie there's like a room of his whole life and he gets to see his life play out. That's like his room in a whole museum of souls. So that's where I kinda got the whole concept from. And uh, wow. it's dope that, you know, you guys could see it differently. Mm-hmm. But you know what? 
I like that concept though of Museum of Souls. Imagine if we had the opportunity before, like once we die, but then before we, because you know, there's in some places, some people believe in reincarnation, some people believe in heaven and hell. But before we even get to that destination, the fact that imagine if we had the opportunity to actually go to a place and see our life play out, and then we're just wondering, okay, like maybe you knew for sure that all of your moments were going to be collected, and like at the end of your life, that's what you were going to be able to watch. Like, would you be satisfied with what you did? Or would you mm. want to change some things? Would you live your life differently? Because, you know, when you replay it back and you think about your daily habits, like if you go to work, you come home, you watch TV, you eat dinner, you go to bed, you do the same thing over and over. You know, if you if you want to rewatch that, it's like, that's a boring ass movie. Mm. Like, you know, like. Yeah. But you know what's crazy, though? But sometimes when you see yourself from of your different like like let's say i saw myself this is third person but sometimes i feel like when i see myself from a different side of the perspective i feel like that's when we see a different perspective of a situation so like you said like you said yeah it's a boring movie but then i can from this angle i'm seeing myself like okay maybe because i was lazy or something or maybe i felt very slothful maybe i was very complacent Right. But then from another scale, I could see that as, oh, but I'm just relaxing after a hard day at work. Oh, well, this is my Zen moment. Like that's so many perspectives you can see that in. But then let's say there's a situation. Let's say you're going through a breakup and, you know, when you're actually going through it, it's like it hurts. But then we're wondering, oh, it's not my fault, it's her fault, his fault, whatever. But now when I see it from the other perspective, I see something. And I didn't see when I was when pretty much I wasn't self aware of that you see it from that perspective. And I'm like, oh, see, I never saw it like this. But then you go to the other angle, you saw something else you didn't see before. I'm like, oh, see, but I didn't see that way either, kind of thing. Because now it could have, because I could look at it as, oh, well, maybe the reason why she broke up with me is because maybe I was not that I meant to be a jerk, but I came off as a jerk to her. And her, I'm looking at it from her perspective, like, oh, well, why would she still want to be around me if I'm acting like a jerk all the time? If, if that, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So there's so many directions to take that. So it makes sense what you're saying, though. Like, I think yeah, but we, also, I, like, I don't know. You kind of have to know the difference because there's one thing to, like, be lazy and stuff like that and then unmotivated. And then there's another thing to just be, you know, like, stuck in a habit, like, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. even think about what you're doing anymore. Like, yeah, it's enjoyable, but because it's a habit and you haven't done anything else, mm-hmm. you know, so you're complacent with it. it. So, you, you know, so I think like if I were to see myself in third person, I wouldn't want to see myself stuck on being complacent, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how I look at kind of, you know, like when I live my life because like I don't know I need structure I need patterns I need like I need something yeah. that is uh, definite to branch off of I can't just like live life all willy-nilly and freely and winging it yeah like I need to plan some aspect of it in order to feel like mm-hmm. at peace I guess I don't know no it makes sense life. No, and I love that. Again, the fact that we can see the same situation in more than one perspective is very interesting. Like, it's like you said, if we had the opportunity after we die to see our life, there's so many perspectives. We'll probably understand things 
now that we never understood at the time that it happened. And you know, as you get older, you get wiser, but there's just some things you're just not really going to learn until later, later, later in your life, which is very interesting too. Um, but yeah, um, what about you, Angela? What do you think? I completely agree. Sometimes you don't know things until you know things. And that's all about becoming aware when the time is right. Um, we're um, getting kind of towards the end of our time uh, featuring you, but um, I'd love to hear another piece if we have one more before we go. Okay. Because um, as uh, our uh, guest is finding our last one on Friday, we have two uh, interviews coming our way. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Sparkaley at 4 p.m. Sparkaley at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean, um, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but it's um, 9 p.m. UK. And then we have Dope Female Trainer at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, we have our open mic segment every Friday at 10 p.m. So that's going to be fun. Um, oh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then next week, um, I, I, I okay. So the set originally I only had one live, but now we have two lives. Um, the one was going to be with DWT poet, but now I just recently have another interview going on around five o'clock on next Friday. That's with just star misdemeanor. So that's going to be Yay. like, and that's going to end season five. And then the following was July 1st, which is with Andrew. D I, I can't pronounce his last name, but that's going to start D season six. So D I, wow, you guys got a busy schedule. Yeah, but it's 7-7, yeah. Andy. The 1st yeah. July is 7-7. So the fact that um, that that's the first episode of season six. So I can't believe we got six seasons in. That's crazy. And this platform has been through a lot. So it's... Wow. So thank you so much, uh, Tiana, for being with us tonight and being a whole part of this because we couldn't do this without incredible poets just like yourself. Thank um, you. And for again, um, if having you me. Of course. A, a pleasure for sure. And again, if you didn't uh, get a chance to join us for the first uh, quarter uh, of our uh, time with Tiana Morales, um, we did a craft chat talking about her crocheting artistic talents as well. So definitely check that out if you didn't get a chance to earlier. So, yes. Um, and yeah. No, I was gonna say too. Even that, even with this, well, you know, once this is done, obviously, I'll I'll have this on the podcast as well. I'll I'll make the announcement after you know it's uploading and all that stuff. But yeah, thank you again. And yes, um, PJGSR one says thank you for this interview. Escape artist is insanely profound. Thanks. Um, the poem that I'm gonna read last. This is like the first time that uh, this is like my transition piece. Like this is when I started transitioning from straight rhyming to a little bit of, you know, free thoughts. So I would say like this started my journey on my writing pattern now. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Here we go. Um, it's called Regret. I know what this is. It's Regret is what you feel like when I touch you when you touch me it feels like regret because you don't look beyond the surface you don't even run your fingers through the water 
You use me to float and soak up the sun rays. I try to entice you to dive deeper, see the tropical fish and corals I can produce, but you devour the life in me. I understand at times I may produce maverick waves, waves that make it impossible to swim because sometimes I try to drown you, force you to dive deeper, but you only care about the calm sea, the easy water. You didn't build your boat to weather the storm, you built it for smooth sailing. You fish for what you need, for what you eat. You discard the bodies you've used in me. You pollute my seas. You don't care about the treasures in me. I assure you I'm worth it. If you can hold hold your breath long enough, I'll show you what lies deeper, what makes me a keeper, what other divers have died trying to see. Creatures that don't come to light but make light in me. You claim you can't swim. I know you can, you just won't. And when you leave, I'm left to deal with me, with the storm you brood, with the emotions you don't. All I want you to do is bear with me, surf the waves. But you won't even get your feet wet. You don't trust me to bring you to safety. You'd rather watch from ashore as I tear myself apart. And when the rain stops, you return. I don't know why. I allow you to float on the peace I've built and rest in the sunshine I provide. I don't know why I allow you to trouble my waters because all you do is take from me. You take the easy, the calm, the peace. When you come to me hungry, I open myself and feed you things I need. You take from me constantly and yet you don't want me. You'd rather swim in pools puddles, shallow waters. I am more more than that. I am an ocean challenging. I build character. Though I can be destructive, I breathe life. I'm full of things you never know, things you never care to explore. I know what this is. I know what this feels like. Like we were never friends, never lovers. Like I was a destiny nation you wanted to visit but never wanted to stay. Like we should have never met. I used to feel like you love me. But this is different. This feels like regret. Oh my wow. Wow. Uh, um yeah that wow. Uh yeah I don't think you realize how thought-provoking your pieces are when you're just thinking, oh, it's nothing. No, it is something. It matters. Um, wow. Came through our this is, this is intimacy gone wrong. Like, that's the way that spoke to me. Absolutely. This is intimacy gone for granted the wrong. I don't know if that's even a word sentence, but you know what I mean, um, I think. <laughs> I think you said Holy it. shit. We take intimacy for granted. That, like, that real like heart shaking, heartbreak to like shift their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. We, wow. We take like intimacy so for heart. granted. Oh, wow. wow. That was good. That was. Thank you. That was fucking, And that was a transition wow. piece. Like again, like you said, this is like 
where you really just kind of turned a corner. Yeah, I feel like that's why it's kind of long. Because it was just like, you know, like feelings coming out. And um, I just didn't know where to end it. So this was just like, you know, everything was just like all on the page. But then I just, it's you know, yeah. branched off of this. Wow. It feels like an adult piece. Like, again, like you said, this transition. It feels like an evolution. It feels like a damn, like Andy said. This you know, now that you said yeah. that, I feel like this could be, like, the piece where, like, I grew up. Like, I became an adult. Mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. writing like an adult. Yes. And Andy, and not to bring it back up, but it reminds me of House on Mango Street, Susan Cisneros. Again, it's a kind yeah. of yet, And, again, this is where the turning... Uh, the turning moment is like you can just feel the adultness that just blossom but it's not a blossoming it's it's a boom it's a bang it's a damn like fuck this is adult this is no kid this is a fucking adult and it's yeah, yeah. it's fucking beautiful it's raw and beautiful <laughs> what a great piece to end our night on Andy. yeah it's been incredible to highlight you tonight oh my gosh thank you for having me i had so much fun and it's been so cool like you know just talking about poetry i love it like i i love talking about things that i'm passionate about you know like i'm not like the most talkative person but when it comes to things that i'm passionate about i love it it's great i just love great talk creative talk and yeah, you know i mean and it's yeah. always a privilege to have incredible talent like yourself on because, again, thought-provoking pieces connect us because as personal as these pieces are, it really is something that's universal in time. Again, so, like, Andy, uh, last words or last comments? Because, again, I just want to uh, you join uh, us tonight. Damn. That's damn. Yeah. Any 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 last thoughts, um, Tiana? Any last thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, what's next? Um, what do no. you got next? Do you have anything um, coming up down the pipeline, or you're just going to continue to keep working on the craft right now? You know, like I I do have a goal of writing a book, but also right now I just want to get better as a writer and i want to learn how to be like a spoken word artist because i think that's really good mm -hmm. and i'm on like this little kick in my life i don't know what's going on but i'm making it like a habit to uh, do things that make me uncomfortable so i'm trying to you know improve on my performance so that way i could be able to get out in front of people and actually improve and get to a point where it's not uncomfortable and it's actually enjoyable because I really do love poetry but you know sharing and performing is not always the, the best like the easiest you know so I guess that's Understood. my goal. Well I'll tell you what you have the voice for it for sure I could definitely hear you reading or performing your poetry you have the voice for it so I look forward to seeing you, Thank you. continue to work on this and absolutely keep us uh completely posted on every opportunity we can to highlight you because we would love to continue to do that all right thank Andy. You so much so guys thank you for joining us tiana thank you for just saying yes to us and doing this thing this this interview with us um thank you thank you thank you for your thought-provoking process and the way it just opened up a 
crazy amount of conversation. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us, for your comments, for just everything, guys. Um, this will be on the podcast sometime tomorrow or sometime tonight, depending on how everything plays out the rest of the night, of course. But definitely join us on Friday night, 9 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, 4 p.m. We have uh, Spark Haley from UK, um, Surge FX Magazine. We're going to talk about that. We have Dope Female Trainer at 9 p.m. And of course, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have our Jam Them Sessions open mic. Join us. Bring your pieces in. Or if you want to DM pieces for us to read, that's good too. So, guys, thank you so much. Have a good night. And yeah, Bye. see you Friday. Thank you. Bye bye.